You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect. It means mature through suffering. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. Did you get that? Even though he's King of kings and Lord of lords, even though he's my Savior, even though he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and I'm seated there spiritually, and I'm one day be on the throne with him, And yet he doesn't say, you're my servant, you're my subject. He says, you're my brother. You should take great pride in your relationship with Christ and boast of his amazing love and grace in your life. As Pastor Danny reminds us in today's message, the grace he's given you is beyond the scope of reason. You deserve to die for your rebellion and sin, and God had every right to condemn you for your spiteful rejection of his design. Yet he loved you so much that he made a way through Jesus not only for you to receive mercy, but to be made a brother or sister with Christ. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word. God puts him in paradise. He's already said now enjoy. And, uh, you know, he gives Adam the most beautiful woman in all the world. She was the only woman in all the world, so she had to be the most beautiful. And uh, God performs his first marriage ceremony. And after the marriage ceremony, he says, be fruitful and multiply. And you better know Adam was ready to obey that commandment. Oh, yeah. Honeymoon in paradise, all expenses paid. The man and his wife were naked. They felt no shame. There's no sin. And then the tempter comes. The devil comes, deceives the woman. She turns and she disobeys, and and her husband disobeys with her. They both fall to temptation and to sin. And that's why you and I are conceived in sin. And don't think you would have done better or I would have done better than Adam and Eve. Come on. They were our Michael Jordans in the garden. They fell. They failed. And in failing, they forfeited the dominion that God intended for them. Do you know that? One of the titles for Satan, Lucifer the devil, is usurper. Usurper. To usurp is to take something that's not rightfully yours. You usurp it. And here, Satan would not have been able to usurp except that Adam and Eve forfeited and allowed him to come and take what was rightfully God given to them. They forfeited. You see, a few minutes ago, some of you who have followed the prosperity teachers, and I use that word that God's intention is to, for us to have dominion, dominion. You're thinking, finally, Pastor Danny is getting on the right track, and he's going to teach the prosperity gospel. I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. I don't believe it's biblical. Because let me tell you something. If you believe in the prosperity gospel, there are some people in Colorado that are having a real difficult time with the prosperity gospel today. Some people having a real difficult time. Back in our text, you crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. But wait a minute, wait a minute. If God put everything under our feet, he gave us dominion, what happened? Well, we forfeited that and we gave the right to Satan. And now Satan is ruling this world. And he came to kill, to rob, and to destroy. And he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy me. And all the evils of the world, it's not God's fault. It's Satan's fault and it's our fault. And put everything under his feet. And putting everything under him, verse 8, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet, at present, 
We do not see everything subject to him. We do not. If we did, there wouldn't be families grieving in Colorado. There wouldn't be families grieving here if everything was subject to him. And again, God intended that for us, for us to rule and reign by his authority. 1 John 3, 8, the last part simply says this, that Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil. What we allowed Satan to do in the Garden of Eden, and we forfeited our right that God intended for us, and we let Satan usurp, usurp the new covenant, Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. Guess what? Because of his sacrifice on the cross, everything that we gave away, he got back for us. Did did you hear that? Everything we gave away, everything Satan now has in terms of ruling this world, one day, one day Jesus is coming, and he's going to set up his kingdom, and he's going to make things right once again. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. There's coming a day. Listen, I am going to live in a world. Blows my mind. (laughs) I am going to live in a world where there's no more death. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? I'm going to live in a world where there's no more death. You will not go to a funeral in the world I'm going to live in. Not only will you not go to a funeral, there's no more mourning. You won't cry over anybody. You won't cry over the loss of anything or anyone. There'll be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying. Imagine the world, the world that I'm going to live in one day. I can't even get a hold of it in my mind, but I know it's true because God told me. I'll never cry again. Never cry again. There'll be no more death, mourning, crying. Oh, and this last one, I appreciate. Oh, there'll be no more pain. There won't be no more pain. You don't even have a pain in the neck in the world I'm going to live in. And thank God you won't be one. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to him, verse 9, but we see Jesus. I see Jesus by faith, but it's not blind faith. Come on, not blind faith. There's more evidence about Jesus Christ and for him and the gospel than there is about George Washington. And I believe in George Washington, but I believe more in Jesus Christ. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. He tasted death for you. Fascinating. Let me just read you one scripture and we're going to go on. Romans chapter 8. Don't turn to it. Let me just read it for you. Verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings, You've got to really get a hold of this. Our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that we will be revealed in us. The creation itself waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. In hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? To put it in context... We don't have complete dominion now. We've got to deal with sickness. We've got to deal with disease. And we've got to deal with death. And we've got, we got to deal with those things. And thank God Jesus has made it possible for us to be able to. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Okay, let's finish the text. 
Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, and bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect. It means mature through suffering. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. Did you get that? Even though he's king of kings and lord of lords, even though he's my savior, even though he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and I'm seated there spiritually and will one day be on the throne with him, and yet he doesn't say, you're my servant, you're my subject. He says, you're my brother. Proverbs 18.24 says, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I know his name. His name is Jesus. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. He says, I'll declare your name to my brothers. In the presence of the congregation, I'll sing your praises. And again, I'll put my trust in him, my brother. And again, he says, here am I and the children God has given me. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Please keep your ears open. Until I was 19 years old, I was really afraid to die. You know you don't know when you're going to die, right? You know you're going to die, but you don't know when you're going to die. You know that, right? You're going to die. Listen, there ain't nothing you can do about it, okay? And I look in the mirror every day, there's nothing I can do about it. Every time I get on an airplane, I think, oh, God, may your angels, if these wings die and these engines die, may your angels take this thing home. Now, look. Until I was 19 years old, I was afraid to die because I had been told as a young boy about Jesus. I believed in Jesus. I believed that he died on the cross. I believed in the gospel. I just never received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And so I knew I was going to hell. I knew. I knew that. That's why I was afraid to die. That's why you get in the car and you, you punch in that 8-track. Eight 8-track's eight a little rectangular little thing. Uh, used to play music. And you turn the Doobie Brothers up real loud. <laughs> And you take an extra sip of that beer or whatever your choice of drink is. You take an extra toke and you go party, man, because I didn't want to think about death. I didn't want to think about partying. And I was afraid to die. I was afraid to die. And then 19 years old, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'll never forget that evening when I laid my head on the pillow, the amazing confidence that if I died in my sleep, I knew where I was going. I was going to be with Jesus. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of Hebrews. There's so much to learn, so we hope you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now on our website, ccfstpete.church. You'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can find a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and jump into the conversations there. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. 
and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Find directions on our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services, so if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Feel free to read ahead in Hebrews, and be sure to tune in next time to join Pastor Danny right here on The Living Word.